Social Conversations. It is 20 minutes to 11. Hey, teamers, let's get into our masterclass. You know we need to make money, and uh, it seems a property masterclass is going to help us with that. Uh, we are joined now by Mr. Herman Mazibuko, founding agent and director of Amalga Real Estate Agency, talking about um, making money, ways to make money within property. And these are proven ways, by the way. Um, last week, we, we spoke about some. We'll do a quick recap so that if you missed it, uh, you can take down notes quickly and make sure you don't miss another segment on a Wednesday evening, okay? Thank you very much, Mr. Mazibuga, for joining us. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening to everyone at home and the listeners. So last week we started the series on uh, some pr- eight proven ways to make money in real estate. And I think I-, I was very excited because it was not eight that, well, last week we did not speak about just, you know, the few. We spoke about more than just what was out there. Can we do a quick recap from those who can make money as agents, uh, real estate agents, and then some of the property investments that we started off with last week? Yes, true. Um, basically, the, we said there's eight proven ways to make money in real estate as an investor, not only just as a, a real estate agent. So basically, it looks at anyone coming into the property even if ever you don't have much capital, but you can still get into the industry in terms of as a, as a, as a, as a property investor. Last week, we touched on uh, long-term residential rentals, which I pretty just dis- describe it as uh, buying and holding. It's when you buy a property and um, run a rental on it, and that's holding it for quite probably some years. And obviously, while uh, holding it, you, you've got a tenant that is basically uh, maintain, uh, maintaining your bond in terms of, this, uh, in terms of the rental that is, is, is putting in. That's uh, one that we touched on. So, and we, yeah, go ahead. And I think there was more that we touched on. Um, we did the yeah, flip of properties. Yes. Then we went to the second one, which was a home renovation flips. That was the second one, which we spoke lengthy on it in terms of um, getting distressed properties and, and, and flipping them. So a lot of people, they do know of flip in terms of in the, in the property industry, but other people don't know. It, it, it's pretty much more of a phenomenon now that everyone is interested to get into the industry and start flipping properties. Basically, you, you, you look at your distressed properties from your bank. Uh, those are properties that people are not managing to, to, to pay their bonds on it. And you find that um, the bank is actually wanting to take over such properties. And um, then you find the very same properties are going on auction. So those are the properties that normally um, you can earmark in terms of because you find most of them, they are neglected. So that is why the whole term of home renovation flips uh, comes from, because obviously you will need to invest some capital, even if it's not much, but you need to invest some capital to bring it up to light in terms of making it quite marketable when you're putting it back into the market based on the market value on that particular area. Now, let's get into more of these investment opportunities. So which is the first one that we're looking at? All right. 
today, because last time we spoke of flipping of properties, you can also the other one, which is similar to it, it's called um, contract flipping. On the contract flipping, basically, uh, you come in as an investor without having a lot of capital uh, in terms of uh, renovating the property. And then what you do, you identify a property uh, which is distressed, and then um, which is, you find that there was, you, you, you negotiate with the seller, and also you also organize a buyer that is willing to buy. Then you come in basically as an agent and then uh, to come in and uh, flip the very same property where then you get your uh, your profit because uh, your seller being distressed and you negotiate between the two parties and then both parties if ever they're satisfied and then your commission or your markup is there already and then that's one one way to make money in terms of contract flipping. Wow. Uh, how long does it take for this sort of investment to mature? This one is as long as you can come and identify and get um, the, the the property, meaning the seller and the buyer coming together on, on the term, this can easily take about three to four months. So quick. Three to four months on a good investment. Oh, man. Okay. So th there's more. Are we taking down notes? What's the next one that we should be considering if we want to invest and make money in property? All right. Another one which um, which we could be looking at, um, it's called um, vacational rentals. Aha. Uh -huh. So vacational rentals like uh, those, um, you know, Airbnbs. Yes, it's it's more BNBs, but it's more popular more on your coastal side in terms of uh, having properties that are obviously on the coastal uh, area, where you come in also pretty much as an as, a, as, a, as an agent and they're coming in to, to 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 sign contracts for twelve months because you find that those properties sometimes they don't have people, you are able to to rent it out for probably eleven months and then the and then towards your peak season, and then uh, the very same properties are available still again for 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 the peak season as well. Period. Uh, but Mr. Bugo, with these uh, vacation rentals, I mean, what are the pros? Oh, obviously, the pros are making the money in investment, but mainly the cons. What are the, the, the challenges that you can face, especially if you don't live close to this uh, you know, property that you're renting out? Most of the investors, you find that... Uh, you bought a property which is more on your coastal side, and um, then you find that uh, you're not finding joy, obviously, with an agent, but because you know the area quite well, and it comes easier for you to to do these kinds of, of, of business in terms of making sure that you get your, your rental, uh, vacational rentals to, to happen. Okay, are they, I'm, I'm just thinking, I mean, when one is uh, uh, renting out your property, um, what sort of, especially for vacation, because vacations, people are too relaxed, they might end up doing wrong things. Um, is there special insurances you have to have for this? Um, not really, not really. Basically, I mean, you, you, I mean, we're looking at people that are coming in as investors in the property industry, and then, um, 
because you don't have money, because we're trying to look at ways where you can just come in without having money into the industry and start making money. And and that's where we, we look at that loophole in terms of uh, uh, you don't need to have money, but you can actually, as long as you know your market in the area, you could easily be successful in terms of turning turnovers for yourself. But in terms of your problem, in terms of your, your insurances and, and, and that, obviously you might also be relying on, on an agent to give you the site in terms of uh, the contractual site, which that is easier. But the, I mean, the contract is yours basically for you to make money because you would have already made your markup if ever you're hiring an agent to partner with you in terms of managing the property. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes easier for you as well. Ah, so there can uh, be options for you not to have much stress if you've got an agent managing it. That is good. I like that option. Can, can, can we compare vacation rentals to um, general rentals of, of, of properties? So, you know, the month to month or 12 month contracts on a rental as opposed to the vacation rentals, in, uh, especially when it comes to. Uh, the the income generation. The income generation on your vac- vocational rental because they are on a cost of side. You're more looking at your intent international market, so it's much more lucrative in terms of that because mostly you're dealing with your tourists uh, compared to probably your local market, which is your general market in that particular area, which you'll be looking at. Now it will depend how much rentals can you collect on those areas and what can you make. But in terms of coming in as wanting to make money, obviously you want to look into an area which is quite lucrative for you. And I'm saying your vocational rentals, which are more coastal areas or more tourist destination, you'll find those are much more lucrative uh, to make you a quick buck. We've got an A-teamer who's on the line. Remember, A-teamers, if you want to join in, ask questions or, um, you know, give comments around investing in property during our masterclass, you're more than welcome to. You can call in on 86 2032 or send an SMS to 41391. Uh, WhatsApps go to 0614104107. A-teamer Deboho, good evening. Hi, uh, Patricia, how are you? Strong, how are you? I'm good, good, good. Uh, good evening to the guest. Good evening. Uh, yes, uh, my question is that uh, I'd like to know which channels could one go through if they want to pl- uh, supply um, really bins to a real estate agent or a property uh, developer? Debo, can I ask something? Is that the business that you are into? It's something I'm trying to get into. Yes. Aha. So, okay. Okay, I get you. You haven't started. You're just doing your, your research. Uh, Mr. Yes. Mazibogo, how, how, how can he go about this business to supply these willy bins to estate agents or even um, estates where people are, are living? I missed the question. If ever she can just repeat it. So he, he wants to supply wheelie bins, so the, the bins for, for garbage to various estates. How can he do that? Who does he talk to? I think each and every estate is got a body corporate, which you can easily get into those uh, complexes and ask a caretaker 
because each and every complex there is a caretaker, which obviously is responsible with the directors within the complex. And then from there, he approached them and then and gives his proposal in. I don't think there's anything um, that he needs, as long as he's got his company fully registered and when they check his details, um, they can easily quite figure the, the company or him. All right. Uh, Debuho, um, did you hear that response? So the yeah, corporate yeah. caretaker, those are the people, people you look to. Yes, I got it. Thank All you. Right. Good luck with your venture and let us know when it works. All right, we'll do. All right, excellent. Okay, we still continue with our um, ways of making money, money, money in the property investment uh, sector. Uh, w- what else can we uh, do to, to make money, invest in real estate? Um, the other one that I can mention, we, we call it hard money lending. That's when you have to have uh, cash, a um, serious cash that you've got. Basically, you put your money, loan it probably on deals that are on registration. And uh, when you loan it, you're loaning it on the deals that are on registration processes. That means you get into the books with your attorneys and then you register as a bridging company. And registering as a bridging company, that's, many, that's, that's when you're lending money on interest because it's a short-term um, a short-term um, a period, uh, a deal normally would take our three to four months, as we always speak and discuss. So basically, the risk into it, basically, you'll be lending money probably towards the end of the deal. When everything, most of the things are in place, meaning all the guarantees are in place, everybody has signed, both parties have signed, and they've requested all the certificates that are required, which is, um, and, and uh, if all is in place, then you can probably lend money to either party to bridge because you find one party's got no money to pay uh, rates and taxes uh, uh, while he's selling his property. And then that's where you come in and lend the money and then uh, put a, a markup on your bridging finance, um, regardless of, of their credit worthiness or, or, or background. Basically, you are lending based on the contracts that are running that are already almost to conclude. But now you find that one needs to bridge. So most of the time, people are bridging for such. You find that they owe written taxes almost at the 50,000 or 30,000 or 15,000. Those are the money that uh, you'll be bridging to make your money to, to spend. Unlike investing your money in a bank which you will need to wait for 12 months and you find that you're only looking at 8% or 7% or 6%. On these particular ones, you turn around money within three months and you find that there's quite a lot of deals that you're financing. Sure, but this seems like you're going to need a very good uh, uh, team of lawyers uh, to back you up and give you the right documentation so that you get your money back with the interest. No, it is. I mean, all the banks, if, if the deal is already secured, I mean, um, all the background checks have been done in terms of figuring everyone, both the seller and the buyer. And uh, the bank has came in and confirmed the bond in terms of cancellations. And everything is in place. And uh, that's where you're coming right at the end where almost 
everything is concluded that this deal is correct. And then from there, then you register with those attorneys and then they pick you up in terms of saying, yes, this one we can land because it's less, it's less than a month to register or it's less than six weeks to register. Mm-hmm. So basically you're taking a risk of about six weeks, but um, you're taking around time, six weeks to two six six weeks to eight weeks, you, you should have good money in it. You should be easily spending your money quite well. So w- with hard money lending, uh, Mr. Mazibogo, uh, who, do you, who do you start with? How do you know if someone is in need of this hard money and uh, the deal has already been approved? Is it the bank that you go to to start this sort of investment or is it the law firms uh, like conveyance, conveyances? Your law firms, pretty much your law firms, you, you could be striking deals with your law firms. Obviously, you still have a registered company and be compliant, obviously, and um, from there you propose to them and, and, and market yourself, and uh, this is what you do, you bridging finance, you do bridging finance, because there's quite a number of companies all over the country. You find that you've got a deal here in Johannesburg, but the bridging company that you're bridging money is in Devon, or you find it in Cape Town. So, I mean, a lot of estate agents are quite familiar with what I'm which was I'm, which was I'm referring to, you know. Mm-hmm. But as a property investor, those are things that investors don't know that they can get into that in terms of approaching attorneys and say, and, and, and marketing, obviously, you still need to market yourself, obviously, in the market generally to do bridging finance based on on deals that are, are, are property related so that you're not getting mm-hmm. serious risk. Now, uh, the I think the last one on our list, if I'm not mistaken, is around commercial real estate. Yes. So how does this work? The commercial real estate is tons and tons of, 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 of good money there because commercial real estate, now you're talking... Um, Properties like having stores that are uh, that you've built a, a huge building, probably for a shop right to come and rent out, or pick and pay to come rent out, uh, or offices to come rent out to you. So that's another huge way. If ever you you've got enough capital, you can easily get into commercial real estate. Uh, basically, it means your businesses will be renting from you. So that's. That's spending a lot of, lot of huge money there. Mm, I like that. I like that one a lot. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, clearly a huge capital you must have because those big businesses usually look for huge uh, square meters. It's not the normal small shop on the side of the road. Sure, sure. That's mean you're including your shopping centers, your malls, you get into that space. Mm. Okay, um, let's wrap up our conversation. I think we've made enough notes on today's masterclass. How do we get in touch with you for more information and assistance around, you know, our real estate investments and buying, selling property? Our our contact details you will easily find them on our Facebook and on our Twitter and uh, website, which is uh, our Facebook handle is the Malga Property Group, and our Twitter handle is at Malga Realtors. And then our website is www.amalgarealestate.co.au. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Herman Mazibuga, for joining us this evening. Looking forward to our next session next week. Thank you so much for having me. Good night to everyone. 18 is 11 o'clock. Let's go to Greg Ho with the final news bulletin for the day. Good evening, Greg.